Welcome back. You were listening to another episode of Keep the Change. Mikey, it is good to see you as You're always, back, mate. Baby. Sunday's rocking it out. Sunday, 2 p.m., getting into a big sesh here. Some people might be listening to that, thinking they were listening to that in the club last night. Yeah, like me on Friday, mate. Yeah, here had you a, had a few. Had a few beers, yeah. I was, I was a bit dusty on Saturday. Planned for it, though. Oh, okay. So made sure I didn't have any plans on Saturday. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. And what what was town like on Friday? So this, this would be start of October for those listening at whatever time you're listening to? Yeah, yeah. So I th- personally thought it was quiet. And then someone reminded me, they were like, yeah, but you're old and you're going home at 10.30. It's about to start. <laughs> so I don't know, mate. <laughs> fear, fear assessment. Yeah. Well, it yeah. does seem like people are still out there spending and drinking and eating. Yeah, well, we had a, like our Guardian Smith sort of just awards lunch down at Azabu in Mission Bay. Great spot. Yeah, really nice food, um, good service and everything, so that was really enjoyable. Nice day, quite packed out for lunch, and uh, we were sort of last ones to leave there, to be honest, and wow. And then uh, it kicked on a bit, yeah, it was bloody good. But yeah, there was, seems to be people around and spending. And Well, i tell you where it's also happening, mate. Australia, I've been over there a couple of times in the last month, I think it is, and mm. I'm going back again in a couple mm. of weekends' time. And the weather is warm. The sun's out. It was 39 degrees when I was over there. Yeah, and it's full of Kiwis. Yeah, 39 degrees on a Sunday, 82,000 people at the grand final. Whoa. 110,000 the day before. So that's the NRL grand final. 110,000 the day before AFL grand final. Oh, They have shit. a Friday off and a Monday off, depending on what state you live in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And big event, eh? Yeah, big, big stuff for the um, you know, for the country. I wonder what you would have to do here to get 110,000 people to show up to something. I don't know if we could do it, eh? Apart from an election, mate, there's not much <laughs> I can think of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's two 660 concerts combined, which I think was the biggest concert in New Zealand history. About 50,000 50, or something. Yeah, I feel like they got a 60 or something at some stage. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what the biggest event's ever been in New Zealand. I wonder how many they used to pack into Western Springs back in the day for like Michael Jackson and stuff like that. They, Huge. they were pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Someone will know, no. mate. Someone will let us know. But they're still spinning over there. They're still hissing. But it was noticeably very warm. It's, I, I know why people want to live there if you like <laughs> yeah. the, the heat. And just the amount of money, the amount of wealth. And this is obviously what we're going to be talking about. Uh, what if Australia wasn't there? But just to, before we go through some of that thinking, when I do go, I can see why it's very appealing and very attractive. Just the, the climate, the, the people. Like people say they don't like Australians, but I don't seem to, that doesn't bother me when I go there. But also I think their wealth levels are a lot higher because they've been in superannuation for so long and it's such a big part of their income. And I actually spoke to somebody about this this morning at the gym and I said to him, it seems to me that they are naturally more wealthier. But I've made that up from somewhere. I don't know. Like I haven't gone around asking people, hey, is this what you feel? But it just makes sense to me. And what he said to me is, yeah, well, imagine if you had an area of your life that most people worry about, i.e. their retirement, and you don't have to worry about because you know it's sorted. 
would you feel wealthier? Mm. Fucking A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which just makes really simple sense, right? Yeah. So if I Google the average superannuation balance in Australia, I'm fairly sure yeah, it is. So people between 45 and 49, the average super balance for men is $224,000. Yeah. For women, it's $146,000. Yeah. Just if, like 10x our numbers. Yeah, our average balance in New Zealand across everyone, $30,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You know? But also, I think... When I first saw this too, so then if you go 55 to 59, so that's people approaching 65-ish, it, the average balance is 330000 for men, 205 for women. Mm. Often we talk about this on the pod where I'll see people getting upset about the difference between the men and women KiwiSaver balance mm. in New Zealand. Look into our future. It's not going to change. If you're really worried about it, you have to do something about it in your own household. Yeah. Because it's not just going to correct or it's not going to, that's just... Yeah, we can see the future, but anyway, up to sixty to sixty-four for men, three hundred and twenty-two thousand for women, two hundred and forty-six thousand dollars. Mm. Now I could pull the New Zealand data, but you, they're they're a lot further ahead, and they've got money sitting there that they know that they can access when they retire. So I do think that they probably have a different view of everything because you you've just got one less thing to sort of to mm. worry about, and. There's actually some data out here in New Zealand recently, Massey rolled out every year about how much you need to retire. And then I started reading the the comments very quickly for you, mate. (laughs) If you're planning a retirement, well, this is not the comments, but if you're planning a retirement in one of New Zealand's biggest cities with a few extra luxuries or treats, you are likely to need to have $415,000 for you and your partner or and for your partner to have done the same. So 800K between yourself and your partner by the time you get to 65. This whole entire article never once mentions is this for people who own their own home? Are they renting? It's mm. obviously factoring in superannuation. But the comments are so wild because it just has everything from I'm retired, there's absolute, I can still save money on the pension, it's the only form of income I have, to that's ridiculous, we never had that when we retired, to fuck, you know, it's impossible to retire in this country now, to... <laughs> Easy for the boomers to do. We can't do that. You you better get... There was actually a really interesting comment I saw. Someone said, you better find out what you like doing for work because New Zealanders, you need to accept you're going to be working until the day you die. Oh, wow. I think they took that <laughs> comment down. Did they? Because I can't find it again. I just spent 20 minutes before you got here trying to find it. Oh, no. And I thought, holy shit. But it's there's almost like a little bit of merit in that. But to tell Kiwis that it's squeezed at the moment that... You need to save eight hundred grand between two of you and have that liquid to be able to draw down on in your retirement. Mm. People would be going, "How? Kidding me?" And that is partly as well why I think people are thinking, "I'm out of here. Mm. I'm going to bounce to Australia." Yeah, there's definitely like on our TV at home when if I flick on YouTube and it's not on the premium one or something, if I click the wrong one, it comes up with marketing, like the ads are. Come work in Aussie or come see Australia, come visit Australia. Like it's constant. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting targeted maybe because I've flown there a couple of times this year. I don't know if that's it. Yeah. Somehow they know that I've been over in Aussie and they just keep peppering me with marketing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I And when I was over in Aussie, I couldn't find any marketing for us to, like saying to come over to our the other country. Way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, 
I kind of like the the main question here, though. Eh? What if Australia just wasn't there? Yeah, it's something that I pondered some time ago. I said it to you and I thought, hmm, we need to talk about that at some stage. Yeah, and when you did say that, I realised that I use that question on lots of things. I um, I take those options away because, you know, like a lot of the time thinking about that stuff doesn't really serve you well. You know, if you start renting out space in your head to, oh, maybe I should go to Aussie. And then you start thinking about it over there and you start looking at stuff and then, you know, you could spend a year looking into it and then not actually do anything. Um, and yeah, maybe you've got to test the waters as such and, and do a bit more research to find out it is for you or not for you. But I use it for everything. I, I use it for like, what if social media wasn't there? I use it for all sorts of stuff like that. Eh? And then I think about how it helps me focus back in on what I'm doing, basically. Like if Australia wasn't there, like... Florida's been calling my name <laughs> for a while, but I just had to cut it out because I just decided I was like, going to go. It needs to be like a 20-year plan, and I'm not going to do that, so fuck it. Like, stop thinking about it. It's over. And then you just cut it out and get back to work and just do your thing, stick on your plan to make sure you do get your 800K and your Kiwi Saver, and you can live all right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think that... We're almost, we're lucky to have Australia right there, but at the same time, we're unlucky. And when I started thinking about this more, what I mean by that is that it's three hours away. It's very easy to go in there. We're very matey. We're neighbours, all that stuff. Come work here. No worries. You can roll straight into it. And I just want to say from the outset too, I don't begrudge anybody who does that, but we're often trying to find ways to look at these things from a different angle to challenge ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, I think, Imagine then if Australia wasn't there, because in some ways for me, I think it's become an easy way out for Kiwis who are struggling. And that can sound really brutal, and I appreciate that. What I mean is that if they weren't there, then what would you do? Because it's about 12 hours to anywhere else from New Zealand. Yeah, if it's, if it's not Australia, then you've got the globe. Yeah, where, where to from there? Yeah, yeah. You know, do you go, I'm going to go have a crack in America. Mm. I, and you probably know less people that have done that. So therefore, you'd be less inclined to because it's, again, you can watch people who have gone to Australia and what they've done and go, well, if they have, I can too. So there's heaps of case studies. That's heaps of people that have gone before you, America, Europe, etc. probably less so. So you would, I'm guessing, be more inclined to think, I might just stay put and make do with what I've got and all good and well to go to Australia to, to get a bit of extra income I think that seems to be one of the factors why people go but obviously there's other reasons too you know probably like superannuation and their setting and stuff and, and just weather. yeah and the weather yeah. sunshine hours <laughs> cost of living maybe I don't know yeah everybody's going to have their own reasons so it's not purely just money but what I think this is about is trying to get get people to think okay if Australia wasn't there, if I didn't have that as an option, what would I do here in New Zealand to increase my income to start building the life that I want? You know, where do I really want to live? Yep. What does that look like? What's going to make me happy? How can I practice gratitude with that? Where do I want to be in five or 10 years? But because it's so close, it's so tempting to go, it's only three hours away, and if I don't like it, I can always come back. But is that saying, you know... It sounds easy, man, but if you 
go there and don't have a plan, it's the same result. Like, if, you, if you're if you here and you don't have a plan and it feels hard, guess what will happen if you go to Aussie? It will fucking be hard. Like, because if you do something without planning out, putting effort into it over a certain time frame, the results won't show up. And maybe you'll get like a 10 or a 20% pay increase or whatever the number is and, you know, you'll end up with another 100 grand on top in your super or whatever, but I don't know. Is that really, is, they're not big enough changes for me. Mm. Like if I was going to make a decision to leave, it would be it would be to like 10x. That would need to, that would be what would, that would, what it would have to be for, to like drag me away from what I feel like I can build here, you know. Um, so yeah, it's mm. a, it's a hard one. Yeah, I think as well, because, same for me, right? Because we're going to be biased towards not leaving because mm. of what we know is possible given the vehicles yeah. to income that we're in. Yeah. But if we were, because I did this, I went looking for, oh, I wonder if I could get a job in Sydney sort of thing because I had some mates over that way and going that way and I just thought mm. well, maybe, you know, maybe that's the thing to do. I just wasn't sure about what I wanted to be doing. Yep. And so I was looking for jobs. I think if you were in a job, any job, and you find out your mate's over there and they're making 20 bucks extra an hour than you, course you're going to be like what the mm. fuck am i doing here mm. so i can see why people do and the data doesn't lie you know i think we've had people in droves leaving yeah well, well, we it's, have it's stacked against us at the moment with like yeah it's stacked against us like there's there's more happening over there the scale's bigger the incomes are definitely bigger the weather's better you know and we've just had like inflation taxes like all the bad stuff so it's pretty easy to snatch us at the moment yeah it's sort of like kicking while they're down you know <laughs> yeah and i think what i was going to get to is that if you're looking at your mates that are over there doing that remember that comparison's the thief of joy right mm-hmm. so if you say okay i'm builder uh, and my friends are builder in australia and they make 20 dollars extra an hour or whatever it is do the numbers mm. so build the data and go, okay, times that out by, you know, what, what is the difference in your income? And work it out before tax, then work it out after tax, and then go look at what income after tax is over there. Go and get all the data, and it might be, say, okay, it's an extra $23,000 a year in the hand, or even if it's before that, before tax. You want to figure out, with a pad and pen, how could I make another $23,000 in New Zealand without moving mm. to Australia? Mm. Actually do that. Yeah. You know, like challenge yourself. Start writing things down and be like, will this work? Will this work? Will this work? Will this work? And then just figure one out. Yeah. Because the downside is that you keep hearing, and I keep seeing every week a story about someone who's moved to Australia and here's how amazing their life is. Mm. It's almost like Aussie are paying to run these stories in New Zealand. Yeah, man. Yeah. And all that's going to do is give you more fuel to be fucked off at the state that you're in at the moment <clears throat> and feel I, yeah. unfair. On a macro super zoom out sort of look down on it all I kind of support it part of me is like good teach the country a lesson for mainly the government and any government teach them a lesson for running a shit show and losing their good people part of me is like in spite yeah yeah (laughs) I'm like do that and then see what happens and this is the result right people actually are leaving because they're like fuck this I'll just go somewhere where I get treated a bit better Mm. and like I'm okay with that but also it's going to take like if you ever think that you might want to come back one day there's going to be like some there's going to have to be some weapons that stay here and make sure it stays on the rails yeah and then has it sorted for when you come home you know so don't forget about those guys yeah so yeah 
I'm a bit of a mixed bag about it, eh? Like, I kind of support it, and that's how countries, like, win and lose. You know, when, throughout history, when governments have treated their people badly, they should leave, I reckon. Yeah, and, people... And teach them a lesson. And then other countries who treat them good go and collect all the brain power, make their economies grow, uh, offer up all sorts of incentives and things, and they end up as weapon of weapon countries, um, like Singapore that you went and visited. Yeah. And then they they just become, you know, massive, take massive advantage of all the brain power that comes with it. And uh, then the other countries have to bend a knee to, to get their people back. Yeah, even capital, the same thing, right? Yep, capital flies where it's treated best. Mm. I think going back to what you said about having a plan, you know, you look at, because you know, we're no different to <clears throat> those people in countries who are trying to leave their country to go and find a better life elsewhere. People, oh, this is a separate yarn, but I'll, I'll get to it, but people coming here from the Philippines, say, right? Yeah. They move outside of the Philippines, 140 million people there, they move outside of the Philippines to collect a stronger currency than theirs, and their plan is, I will make it and I will send it home. They go with a very clear intention. They don't, or some of them do, but there are a lot of people who come here to work to increase their income, to send it back home, to execute a plan back home. Yeah. For me, that's a very smart, deliberate set of action taking that you take when you leave a country. Now, Kiwis might just be going for a better lifestyle, mm. et cetera, et cetera, which, which is all good and well. But I do think what you say, if you're going specifically for money, then be very deliberate with what you do with that money because there is a high chance that there's way more cool shit to do. Yeah, there's there's a way to move your lifestyle with your income. So you've got to be very thoughtful, much like some of the Filipinos, for instance, are when they go to whatever country to then make money to send it back home. We are. Our New Zealand peso is struggling, though, mate. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. A funny story for you, mate. So there's an article floating around at the moment about a couple who built labor hire company from 2019 they they turned they walked away from their two hundred thousand dollar income so combined household income of say 200 grand mm-hmm. and they've built this business and they're basically saying that it's been great for them they've learned heaps took heaps of risk it was really hard it's taxing on your mental health all the things that you know mm-hmm. being in business right and you read it and you're like wow this is a cool story yeah but obviously you get to the comments and it's these people are just making, they're just clipping the ticket in the mini, in the middle. They're not actually adding any value. It, know, like, if it's so easy, you go and clip the ticket. All, all, the, all the same yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. These are the same people that, you know, in this industry, they're ramming 12 people into a house <laughs> and they're living in, in shitty conditions and whatnot. And I thought, I thought about people talking about this recently because I've seen it popping up and I think, you know what's funny? Do you ever see people saying, it's disgusting that nine people are flatting together at university. That shouldn't be happening. I talked to two dudes yesterday. They lived 11 of them together at university. <laughs> One house. Yeah, man, there was an indoor pool in there. They they concreted over the pool, so we had this massive area for parties. <laughs> 11 people in a house. Where's the outcry? This is happening in New Zealand already for fucking university, <laughs> but we want to find another area of where it's happening and go like, oh, that's disgusting. That shouldn't be happening. This is how we treat Kiwis. Yeah. You know, I lived in a, in a house that, whilst at uni, 
that once we left, it got bowled down. Uh, it was so shit rotten. <laughs> and it was it was a giant fucking house, and there's basically a wall in the middle to turn it into two houses, so they could rent it out twice. Yeah, man. And that thing now is about eight houses, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no one going. Oh, Luke shouldn't have to live like that. It's disgusting. That was some of the best years of my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't care when you're that age. I remember nah. visiting some of the flats down in Dunedin, man, and I was like, oh, this is uh, interesting mm. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I just find yeah those sorts of things funny when I think. We're so high and mighty being like, people coming into New Zealand shouldn't be treated like that. It's like, that's literally how we treat students. Yeah. Uh, the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's all That's all good over there. We, you know, we, yeah. we don't worry about it. But back to the, yeah, the old, the old Aussie situation. I think we're going to continue to see more people leave for Australia as well. Because of the cop-out. Oh, I, I, I don't want people to come at me. <laughs> that's not why I went. Who do you think you are? That's what you think it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy option because it's there. What yeah. I'm saying is if it wasn't there, it wouldn't be easy. Then what would you do? Like, yeah. if we didn't have Aussie, I wonder if people would go, you know what, I'm going to find a different way. Shit, I because, might have to be more productive. Well, there must be better countries than Australia, right? For sure. So why don't the Aussies leave? Or do they? I don't know. Yeah. But you know what I mean? So it's almost like, you can make a better life for yourself here, mm. but it's, you don't know how yet. Mm. But one way you do know works is all the data coming from Australia that that's one way to do it. So then you go, okay, well, that's, that's what I might choose. But what if you could learn other ways to do it? It can be done. And I think forcing that thought process on you to take the idea of Australia away and go, what now? And then try and work on that is is a pretty productive thing to try out, I reckon. Yeah. And then, like you said earlier, just like write it down. How do I make that extra 23 grand that I'd get over there? And figure it out. Yeah. You know, I had uh, a whole lot of people messaging on Instagram Reel that I posted the other day that was basically about teacher. He was a teacher and I said, oh, he earns twice what, principles earn and basically I met with this guy and he had started side hustling doing like after school tutoring and stuff as he was just a teacher and then that turned into a business and then now he runs he left the public sector and went full private and runs his own tutoring stuff and he makes a quarter of a million a year so like that took it was about a three and a bit year period but he makes more than most teachers well like any teacher really in the country um and his thing wasn't Australia or anything. He was just like, I want to own a home. And it's really hard to do on my own. So I have to work out how to make more income. And he went through the process. And first it just started off as adding 20 grand a year to his income. And then he was like, oh, there's something here. Then put more into it. Now he's got like an online booking platform and all this shit. And like he's fully subscribed. And, wow. you know, like thinking of that stuff as he, all he did was do the same as what he's doing in a different way. And he'd like triple or maybe four X his income or something. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Definitely. And there's like nothing special. The special part was that he thought about it <laughs> and, and worked it out and was like, okay, cool. There's demand here for this. I'll, I can fill up that demand. And had to go. Yeah. And yeah. now he doesn't need to go to Australia for a higher teacher wage. You know, he, he teaches less kids, gets paid more, has more time off. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So... 
There's so many different ways to do it. We mm. just don't talk about it and we don't teach people. But I got ripped apart, eh, in the in the DMs being like, this isn't possible and shit. Really? Yeah. But like, oh, he's, he's my client. Like, I've fucking seen the financials. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy, man. It, you know, I just think that we instantly close off and, and don't know where it comes from, but we don't think. We're just like, easy road, Aussie, 50 grand more. Don't think about no anything else. It's a yeah, no-brainer. It's, and it is a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. But it's like, it's it, okay, in 10 years then, can you not work out some kind of way to make sure that 50 grand like, is 100 in New Zealand? Like, Can you not think of like something you can put in place now that in 10 years you'll be getting that money here and just make a plan? I think as well, when you take the easy route, it's hard to then get off that. Because what do you do once you hit the end of that runway? Mm. That's there's nothing, there's nothing there. This person that I dealt with now understands like business skill, negotiation. He understands sales. Like this is a teacher. Yeah, you know, like just collected all these skills on this three year journey that he went on, and um, you know, if he decides to do something else, he's got a whole lot of stuff that he can take with him and do as well, and go and earn in other areas or he can grow up further or he can teach people to do it and get them to do it for him. Yeah, it's it doesn't have to be like going into self-employment but I just think just use using your brain and thinking about the situation is quite important. It's going to teach you things that you can then use later on in your life too or at the next stage when you get there. Yeah, compounding you, skills, man. Like yeah. once you learn a skill, you don't unlearn it. You've got it. That's it. Like, <laughs> you don't delete it from your brain. It's not like chucking it in the trash on your computer. Yeah. Even in the trash, you can still go find shit on the computer, you know? You think you've deleted it, it's still fucking there. Cover that. Yeah, <laughs> chuck that back on the desktop. And then, you know, like, that's how s- skills work. And it's not a skill, like, when you fly to Australia, is the next skill that you're going to be fly to the next country and fly to the next country chasing that thing. Good point. You'll run out. It doesn't work like that. Like you're better off putting time and effort into compounding skills. I think as well, if you do do it, you're probably going to need a factor in coming back to New Zealand at times too. And that's mm. going to cost you money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't just look at all the sunshine and rainbows. Mm. Have a look at the practical side of things to do. All that sunshine is nice though, man. Oh, oh I know. Fuck. It's, <laughs> I feel yeah. like we've just been... Deprived Waters. of sunlight in New Zealand, eh? Yeah. We've got about two hours of sun before, <laughs> yeah. mate, and I didn't take my sunglasses off. <laughs> oh, what is that thing? Hey, I want to show you something, because this is just, it's kind of unrelated, but it also is, it's mind-blowing. Now, I was looking for places to rent in Takapuna. Oh, shit. Yeah, I thought I just about closed it. Look at this joint, mate. Four-bedroom home. Do you want to read out what that cost is per week? $6,900 per week. For rent, three hundred and check this place out. So you're right on the beach. Yeah, you, you you can walk straight out and have a swim if you want. It's nice though. It is nice. It is. I'd live there. Oh well, <laughs> so would I, oh, Mikey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I dare say most people would too. Exactly. So I look at that and I just think, fuck, that is ridiculous. Yeah, but someone's probably going to pay it. Yeah. Are they? Who's going to pay that? And I'm thinking, you know, who is going to pay that? I don't know. So now my mind's just blown by that. I think, holy shit. Imagine being, and then like, 
Imagine being able to rent your place out for seven grand. Imagine being able to pay for that. And I thought, what do you need to even earn after taxing New Zealand to clear the rent? So $6,900 times that by 52 weeks, about $358,800 of rent for the year. Yeah. Well, it's, it's ridiculous. Don't pay someone else's mortgage. Anyway, <laughs> I waxed 600K into our PAYE yeah, calculator in New Zealand. You need to be on a milli, man, to have a lifestyle left over. Well, yeah. <laughs> You earn 600k in New Zealand on PAYE and you're left with 365,000. Just covers your rent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> basically. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Crazy, eh? Yeah, that's wild. So I don't know who is going to rent that place, but I look at that and I just use those sorts of things to fuel my brain to go, I, I wonder how someone makes sense of that. Like, what are they doing? Mm. How are they making a million dollars a year. Mm. Uh, I don't know. But the think to, to to one day rent something like that out has yeah. just got to be way bigger yeah, yeah. Than, than what you're currently doing. And I'm thinking, are they just taking the piss? You know, are they just trying to... The person see- that will rent it, it will be a much lower percentage of their income than we just added yeah, up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I just sounded like a classic Kiwi uh, first home buyer trying yeah. to figure out what's the maximum. <laughs> what's the maximum rent I can Like split? if you're making $10 million a year and you're clearing 6 mil net, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I got that. Cheat this out. Yeah, look, look at this place. Yeah. yeah. But I guess, so what I sometimes do is, and the point of explaining this is that I may never live there. Yeah. However, it would be great to go and taste something like that, but it just opens my brain to the fact that that's happening in New Zealand, you know, mm. and that it is doable. Someone's going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just have education, skills, knowledge, fuck knows what that I don't have. Yeah, yeah. Houses sell for double-digit millions here too. Mm. You just don't see them that much, and they're just not, like, plastered all over the news and shit. A lot yeah. of them go through as, like, private, without dis- non-disclosed numbers and stuff, but they're there. Yeah. Fucking A, they're there. So and there's people trading them and people buying them, so... And there's a lot of opportunity in this country and there's a lot of opportunity to increase your income. It's just, as we always say, something we don't often talk about. But we do talk a lot about moving to Australia and what they get paid and they get an allowance. You can fly in, you can fly out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Cool. You know, use those levers to to your advantage if, if those are your chosen levers, but be very deliberate about how you do them. But don't just think that that's the the only option, you know, for you. Because I do, as I often say, like to think that it hopefully eventually Kiwis, if they choose to leave, like hopefully they will, you know, come back. Mm. Um, and bring all those compounded skills with them. Yeah, because we're going to need people in New Zealand like we always mm. do, right? Well, if, we've, someone's got to pay for the socialism. <laughs> well, the <laughs> the superannuation bill is only getting more expensive, Mikey. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So we're going to need people to to chip in for that. But anyway, mate, there's just some random musings that I've had to try and get people thinking differently with just all of this chatter about moving to Australia and all of the data to suggest that it is happening. As an example, there's an article from June, brain drain to Australia increases 42% in Mm. three months. You know, that's just from this year. The weird stuff that's attractive in Australia is stuff like you can build a house cheaper in Australia, but the labor's more expensive. So I'm like, huh, what have we fucked up there? 
mm. that like our chippies are getting paid less than Aussies, but the build costs of a finished build for the same house here are more. Those are the those are the things that I would like to see fixed. Yeah, I don't understand that stuff <laughs> enough, eh? But it's uh, it's just it's just red tape and and regulation and bullshit. But you know, like it takes a long time to unwind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a shame mm. because those skills are obviously very transferable. But again, you know, most of the things we talk about it comes back to having a plan, you know, executing on it, being very deliberate, utilizing your opportunity. I've got clients recently who are moving to Australia. They're talking to me about it. Clients going to work abroad and just to have three months out in New Zealand working from, you know, remotely and stuff. We're in a completely different world now. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, you know, I I hope that Kiwis don't go, right, Aussie people have always done that. Because that's also what some people say, oh, people have always been going to Australia. Nothing new here. But people haven't always been making 100k US online or even 50k US or 100k New Zealand online with international clients and stuff. Mm. If we don't teach people how to do those things, we get left behind to, to other people you know, who are or we don't give people the opportunity to think about whether that is what they want to do. Yeah, and yeah. then they may not want to leave. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. If you're thinking about it, hey, you know, I'm not saying don't do it, rip it on you if you do do it. Have a think about why it is. Are there other ways to solve those sorts of things? And just do the exercise of, okay, what if Australia wasn't there? You know, what am I really trying to solve here? And what are some different ways I could go about it? Yeah, I reckon it's a good good thing to write down some notes and try and figure out other solutions and then see which one you'd actually prefer. Yeah. Yeah. And before you leave for Australia, don't forget us. Leave a five-star review. Yeah, you can continue listening to us if you're in Australia. Yeah, shout out to all the Aussies over there too.